Welcome to Community Faith Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope this message will not only bless you, but reignite you as you continue your journey with God. Get ready to be blessed and enjoy. I want to speak to you about guarding your heart. Protect your heart. The Bible says, the Bible says that God was looking for a man after his own heart. After his what? His own heart. So when Saul comes on the scene because the people were looking for a king, the Lord then sent Samuel to go and anoint him. Then God gave Saul an assignment. An assignment. Can somebody shout an assignment? An assignment. An assignment. An assi- Can somebody shout assignment? Each and every person on this earth has got an assignment. When you get saved, when you get saved, then you get God's assignment. People are given assignments. But when you get saved, you get God's assignment. So when we look at the life of David, 17 years old, is there anybody 17 years old in this place this morning? 17 years old, you're 17. 17. 17. 17. Come quickly, Brody. 17. So, so this was the age of David. A young, young a boy still. Simon, where God gave him an assignment. He says, he says, he says here, he says, at the age of 17, I make you king. Look at this. At the age of 17, when you look at Brody, this is the age that David was when God called him. And God says about this young boy, he says, he's got my heart. He so I'm going to put him in a place of kingship and rulership at the age of 17 years old. So when you look at Brody, this was the age that God says, I have found a man after my own heart. If the youngsters of this generation can just understand that if you can, you can worship God like a David, he puts an assignment on you. Uh, you didn't get what I'm saying. Our youngsters today don't know how to worship the true God, but David somehow knew. And while he was busy serving God with his whole, whole heart in the field where nobody saw him. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, when you read the Bible in 1st M and you just read his life, you will find out when they were looking for somebody that was skillful in playing the harp to get into the court of the king. It is a king not recognized by people that is being ushered into the presence of a king. So you might sit here as a 17-year-old boy or girl it's boring. Why are we worshiping so long? How we? God is checking out your heart. 
Why are they worshiping so long? Why are we doing this? Why are we 17 years old, God says, God says, I'm making you. I'm giving you an assignment. Because while you were worshiping, the Spirit of God was moving from chair to chair. And he's looking, he's looking, not how high you raise your hand. He's looking past your hand. And he's looking, are you worshiping me from your heart? 17 years old, God says, I give you an assignment. The, you must understand in the spirit, David became then more older than Saul. Even though people see you at your age where you are, but in the spirit you are more mature. That's why we can have 80 years old in this church. But in the spirit, I am older than you. In the spirit, I'm more mature than you. That's why, that's why we must understand that God says, God, your heart. Why? Thanks, son. 17 years old. God, your heart. Because, because you cannot serve God with a stony heart. You cannot serve God with a heart that is conditioned to sin. You, can, you cannot, it is impossible. That's why God comes in Ezekiel and he says, the first thing that I will do when you say yes to me, I will give you another type of heart. A heart that is willing to serve me. Because a stony heart can't do that. That's why when you get saved, you can quickly see who's really saved and who's not. Who still carries the old heart? Because a new heart, when God comes and you accept Jesus Christ, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. The first thing that comes, your heart changes from wanting to do the wrong thing by wanting to do God's things, God's assignments. It's very difficult to be a Christian without having the Holy Spirit. Every single day, moment of your life, recognizing that I cannot serve God without Him. I cannot. I cannot watch because in this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have tribulations. In this world, you will have difficulties. In this world, you will have, you will have a... Uh, oppression and, and and in this world you will have disappointments so so if you don't if you don't guard your heart you will allow the things of this world to discourage you from worshiping God with your heart God never promised that everything was going to be fine God never promised that everything was going to be hundred percent. God never promised you that your boyfriend will never leave you. Or you won't lose your job. Or you won't get that promotion. But the Bible says, be of good cheer, I have overcome. Even your disappointments, I have overcome. Even your sickness, I have overcome. Your diseases on you, I have overcome. Overcome. That's why you cannot, as a child, 
try to serve God, not having the Spirit of God and the Word of God, you cannot. It is impossible. It is impossible for a mechanic to be able to do his work without his tools. Impossible. I don't care how good of a mechanic you are. There are places in that engine you cannot get to. Unless you have the proper tools to get there. It is impossible to serve God without the Word of God and the Spirit of God. It is impossible because there is an enablement. There is an empowerment that comes that the world cannot give you. It, it, it is just impossible. It is what? This generation will not believe unless their testimonies, unless they see how God starts to heal people. This generation doesn't know the healing power of God. They don't know a demonstration of the power of God opening doors where other doors have been shut to you. And they, don't, they will not believe until they see it. They will not. They will not believe. They will not. They will not learn what it is to wait on God in a service like this and say, even though my feet are burning, I'll keep on standing. Even though I am tired, I will keep on standing. There's something about protecting your heart in worship that you cannot hide what's in your heart. Because the Bible says this one thing. The Bible says, the Bible says, very important. Do you know that the Bible, the Bible says this? It says about your heart. It says this thing. Listen, listen, listen. The Bible, very clear. The Bible says this thing about your heart. It says, just like a man look into the water and he sees his reflection or her reflection in the water. Clear water, you can almost see your face. Guess what happens? Guess what happens? Guess what happens? Guess what happens? The Bible says, so is a man's lifestyle a reflection of his heart. You didn't get The Bible says, as somebody looks into the water and sees their own reflection, so is how I live a reflection of what is in my heart. So when you see me do what I do outside, it's because I'm like that in my heart. If you, if you see I do stuff that, that speaks against what God's will is for my life, it is because of that stuff that's in my heart. So if you speak doubt, even if you're Christian, you keep on crying, and I, it's because it is in your heart. It means you have not protected your heart. Because why is your heart so important? Why? Why is your heart so important for God? Because God only deals with the heart. You know why it's so important? Because everything that you will face, you can only conquer through your heart. Oh, you didn't get that. So when God made us first, it was the spirit man, the soul that was alive when Adam walked in the earth. He had flesh, but his spirit man, his heart man, his inner man ruled everything that he did. That's why he could, he could name every animal as they came. 
because God has placed it in his heart. That's why in your heart, you might not know many stuff about many stuff. But when there's a problem at work and the engineers don't know how to do it, God will then go past your mental ability and go get what you need in your heart so that you become a problem solver and you get recognized because, not just because of what they see, but because of what came out of you. Today, today, people are looking for problem solvers. That's why people that solve problem in the business, the boss don't want you to go. The boss will give you increase. The boss will give you promotion because he cannot lose. He can lose, he can lose 10 people, but he doesn't want to lose you because you are worth more than 10 people together. Your output is more than 10 people. Your input is more than 10 people. So when God starts to speak, he wants us to understand there's something about the heart of men that when God starts to save you, he changes your heart immediately. You are a new creature. So he gives you the ability to hear him. Gives you the ability to hear his voice. Because, because there are stuff that he will share with you that even though there's somebody next to you, they won't be able to hear it because it connects with your heart. Their heart is damaged. That's why they can't hear. The reason, the reason we do what we do and how we serve God, we always put God in the class of man. And God is not a man. Uh, you, you didn't hear me. God is what? God is not a man. Man has disappointed you and you think that God is the same. So you don't have the confidence to go and wait on him for an hour and two hours and three hours and four hours and five hours because he's, you think he's like a man, he'll disappoint you. God uses a 17-year-old boy and makes him king. He teaches him how to fight lions and bears. I promise you, lions and bears, are, they still look the same like that time. It's not a kitten. He did not fight cats. He had the wild, the big cats here. So when you look at David, 17 year old, 14, 13, he start, God started to train him how to fight the battle because his mandate is to fight the giant and the army all by himself. He fights Goliath, but he wins the Philistines. Oh, you didn't get it. You can win. You can win battles in your heart before you show up. That's why David speaks like somebody that is God kind. He says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Because the... The circumcision of every Jewish boy is the covenant that was made between God and the Jewish people. So now later, later on, later on, the apostles, now Gentiles came to Jesus. Now Peter says that, and Paul says, you need to be circumcised in your heart. You must make covenant in your heart. I promise you when God shows up in your house and you have covenant, your children won't have a problem serving God. 
Because they see the power of God. They hear what comes out of your mouth. They see the demonstration of power. And that child says, I want to serve this God. But when you don't have covenant with God and understand, you speak like the world speaks. And there's no difference. Your children see no difference between the world. Because you struggle just like the world. You speak just like the world. You go through stuff just like the world. And you also complain just like the world. And your child comes to church and they see your hand lifting, but at home you keep on speaking defeat. Proverbs 4, verse 20, 23. God, your heart. God, your heart. Look after what God gave you. The first thing He gave you is a new heart. If you don't look after your heart, you won't get anything from God. My son, pay attention to what I say. What? Pay attention to what I say. This is Solomon writing David, his father. He says, this is what he's writing. He's writing what his father taught him. He says, he says my son, pay attention to what I say. This is David that speaks to Solomon. Now Solomon speaks to his sons. He says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Turn what? Turn your ear to my words. He first says, Does what? do what? Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay what? Attention. The first thing we, that we must do when we come to the house of God is pay attention. Pay attention. Listen, number two. Incline your ear to this word because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna yield your heart because of this word. Yes, hallelujah. You're gonna have breakthrough because of this word. Yes, hallelujah. He says, What? Pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear. Number two, turn your ear. Continue. Do not let them out of your sight. Do not let the words that I speak out of your sight. Do not what? Do not, let them Do not leave it out of your sight. He says, pay attention. Incline your ear. Do not let it leave your sight. These are strong words. Keep them within your heart. Some of us, the Bible, after the service, you're going to put it down. I know you. You're going to put it down till next Sunday morning, just before service. And then temptation comes Monday, and you fall. Trouble comes Tuesday, and you fall. You are bombarded with stuff you need to pay, and you fall. The driver in the road is driving too slow. You start to say words you shouldn't. 
there's no word in your heart, you swear at home. You are frustrated like a Peter. That after they ask him, are you not with him? Are you, are you not? No, I'm not. Are you? You sound just, no, I am. Then just read the Bible. Blankety blank after that. It's blank. He starts to swear. You do it. You know most. Not here now. Because the environment is not going. You behave yourself here over. You too. You're watching me now. You know what I'm talking about. You are angry in your heart with your brothers and your sisters. You can't sit with them and talk with them. You can't. You don't have the power as a child of God without the Holy Spirit and the Word. You don't have the strength to love them, to forgive them. The Bible calls there's something like lasciviousness. Do you know what it is? Do you know what this means? It means without restraint. It means without brakes. So you, you live your life as if you're driving a car at a 250 kilometers per hour and reaching a bend. And instead of trying to get brakes, there's no brakes. Our lives are turning. We are driving, but there's no brakes. Because our hearts has brakes. Can I teach this to you? Look to somebody and say, if you thought. There we go, there we go, there we go. There we go. Some of you don't even know it. We've been saying it for a year already. Almost a year, couple of months. I don't blame those that's just coming, but I blame those that's been here for quite some time, couple of months. If, if you thought. You are what? Greatly mistaken. Because you need this. If God tells you now, stop all that other stuff and make me priority. Because you said yes to everybody. And it affects your worship. It affects your praise. It affects your commitment to the house of God. It affects everything. If God says stop it now and give me your heart, will you stop with what you're doing and give God first place in your heart? Will you stop it? Will you really stop? Will you stop doing what you're doing and you know it's not right, it's not God? Will you stop it now? Will you stop it? Will you ask for mercy and say, Lord, touch my heart? Will you really ask for mercy? My wife said something amazing. She heard, she heard um, um, I think it was Pastor Vinny Hinn. He was speaking uh, to Dr. Oral Roberts. And, and, and I, I think, I think, I speak under correction. She says this beautiful thing. She says, she heard this. She says, she says Dr. Oral Roberts, because Pastor Vinny Hinn could not understand how sinners can be healed. And righteous people don't get healed. Or they also get healed. But the point was, why is sinners getting healed? Because they get healed because of mercy. But you as a righteous person get healed because of covenant. 
Oh, you didn't get that. Because even sinners know how to cry out, Lord, have mercy on my soul. And the healing is not the end. It is a means to salvation. So when God heals you because of mercy, will you change your life? Will, he, will you serve him with your heart? You know why there's a fresh revival coming? Because, because, because in our hearts, we become stagnant, stale. There's nothing new, nothing fresh anymore. So God sends in revival for those who want it. Revival starts with you. It revives your heart, but then also it saves the unlost or the lost. It saves the lost. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my word. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For why? For they are life to those who find them. So if you find the word of God, if you find it, if you seek for it and you find it, and you will find it, today you've looked for it and you found it. The Bible says, the Bible says, they are life to those that find them and health to one's whole body. Life to what? Your whole body. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from your heart. Everything. Everything you do in secret your life, it will flow. That's why when you pray for people, they lose their healing. It's because they did not guard their heart. That thing comes back. What we don't understand is God is not mocked. He's not a fool. You don't understand that. He says, I will bless you when you serve me with all your heart and you will lack nothing. Now we serve God, not with our heart, but we expect that the covenant must kick in. And we have not served him with our heart, and we get angry, and we see, God, why does it work for me? Check your heart. Check your heart. Check what you do in secret alone. That's the real you. That is, your heart is exposing you. Check what, what are you looking for? What things are you watching? What, what do you do? People... Wake up. The world is not what it used to. It was, it was easy to say, this is a man. This is a woman. You wouldn't have dreamt this in your wildest dreams 10 years ago. That you can go to jail. Just by saying, he, for she, and she, for them. Ah, you don't want to know. The world is so evil. Mothers, fathers, wake up. Leave everything that you do. Wake up. 
and serve God with your heart because your children, some of you are sitting right here, het jou oor nog nie opgegaan nie, jou kinders dien nie die Heere nie. Doesn't that disturb your spirit? That they don't pray, that they don't seek God, that they don't love God? Doesn't it, doesn't it do anything to you? Right now, your children are not serving God. They're serving cars. They're serving money. Their heart, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Their treasure is not the word of God anymore. It is with so much urgency that I preach to you today. God wants to show up. God wants to make you king. God wants to give you rulership. But you are not serving God with your heart. Guard your heart. See the power of God. See your child that has been looking at stuff and you can't help, you don't know why that child is acting up because they were exposed to stuff that's in the spirit realm and you can't get the pictures out of their heads. They take one smoke at school, you don't know there was a spirit connected. They can leave as a gemos. You don't know why. They are rebels. Wake up. Wake up, church. Wake up, CFC. Wake up, guest. Get up in the morning and seek the face of God and say, Lord, have mercy on me today. I want to serve you with my whole heart, but I need the Holy Spirit today to touch my heart. Your word, quicken your word in my heart today. I cannot start, but some of you start your business without God. Your heart is with your business. Your heart is with your work. Haven't you noticed that your work, besides the little money that you get, can do nothing else for you? You're not getting what I'm saying. Haven't you noticed that the work that you so give your life to, tomorrow they can tell you it's over. Haven't you noticed that your work cannot save your marriage? Some of the works have messed up your marriage. Messed up your family life. You can't even spend a weekend with your family because it's work. It is designed to mess up family time. You work to survive. Because your heart is with your boss. Look at your life. We teach our children it's okay. Work. Stay out of church. We teach them that. Because you need to live. You need to survive. I teach you the stuff. You don't listen to me. You go home. You live like you want to. Look, your life will pay that price. I promise you. Nice preaching is gone if you're listening to me. Our children are working now, weekends. They never see the light of day of a church of worshiping God. They work. The system is designed for them to never be in the house of God. Because their heart, you've taught them not to love the God. Because you don't love your God. 
pay attention. Because your life is a reflection of your heart. Proverbs 20, 27. Verse 19. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. I'm not saying don't work, but you have replaced. You don't trust. While you're working, you don't trust God. So you're in my dismissive there's no way that this, this, this job can be a blessing. There's no way. So I'm trusting you now. Forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for making things God. Forgive me, show mercy on me, Lord. Open a door for me. And whatever demonic activity has blocked my way because my heart is not with you, I say no. You're not with me. You're not with me. You're a cake for me as of. This church will grow. Amen. Because the power of God will show up more Amen. and more. And I've been preaching this for 16 years. Yeah. Amen. David waited 13 years before he went, Jesus waited 33 years before. And ministered three years. They were 40 years preparing for Canaan. Time is nothing for me. Because I know my God. There is a Kairos moment for everything. Uh, you didn't hear me. There is a Kairos moment for everything. That's why you don't have to worry. Now. What you're going to drive, what you're going to eat, where you're going to go, what you're going to do. The thing is first seek ye the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If you serve God with your heart. I don't know who I'm preaching to. When you wait on God, when you seek God, some of you are too much in people's. I was listening to one man of God, and the Lord is using him powerfully. I can understand why. He says, you won't see me every day or most of my time in the marketplaces, and yet he's a wealthy businessman. You won't see me go to parties. See me. Never. Never. Because the atmosphere in that place, when I step out of my place of worship, when I when I walk, when I just you know what I'm talking about? When you just walk, you hear doubt, you hear gossip, you hear all this kind, you hear you this there's people love cars, they love money, they love other stuff. It affects your heart. So he says, I spend more time in the presence of God, and God gives me all that I need. That's why you need a man of God to pray for you. you. You're struggling with stuff in your life. What I've seen in that other church is God knows everything. What, what happens is when you hide stuff, Satan flourishes. 
Any sin is always behind the curtain. Every sin, there's no sin open. Until evil has totally taken over your heart, then you don't care anymore. You don't care, then it's open. Have mercy on this house, Lord. Your children cannot serve God because they know you are struggling with stuff and you're not trusting God to deliver you from some stuff. But they see you someday. It's difficult for them to serve this God. Very difficult. You make it difficult for your children to serve God. You want the power of God? You want the presence of God? You want the fire of God? Then stop what you're busy doing. And serve God. You, you want to see God do the supernatural? Then stop playing. Let our children see the fire. Let them see the manifestation of the power of God. Our children's faith suffers because of your mouth. Your boyfriend cannot come to God because you're sleeping then with him. Your neighbors can't because you swear every moment. You don't have peace. There's no fire. You tell your children, you violate order. They can't serve. Now they have no order. Now it's spilled over into the house and you have a problem. You don't know how to fix it. Look to somebody and say, there is a honeymoon season for everything. That's liquor. Look to somebody and say, sin is nice. Sin will spoil you. It will be enjoyment for some time. But the Bible says it's like a snake that bites. Sin is lovely. Do you think Satan is a fool that he will bring something to you that's not enjoyable? No. That's why you, you cannot serve God with your flesh. You start with the heart. Satan starts with the flesh. Because the flesh does not respond, it just obeys. The flesh is a slave. people to come even those that's un, that doesn't believe let them come let them experience it for themselves God will give you new dreams you, you do know that that dreams reflect what's happening in your life or will happen you do know that whatever Whatever dream you have, that's why it's so important. 
you must come for prayer. Because it affects your destiny. It says what's, what's happening in your life or what will happen. Your heart, you must protect your heart. Church, protect your heart. Protect. Do what? Stay in the word. There are four things that the Bible says in Proverbs. This is your assignment. There's many other scriptures, but let me just leave you with this, with the three that I gave you. Or the two that I gave you. Or the four that I gave you. Even if you only do Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 23, and you meditate on it the whole week. When you stand up, you go read it. And you commit to it. And you say, Holy Spirit, help me to commit your word in my heart today. You'll see your, your day. You will be so aware of God's presence. That when you wanted to say something negative, over your life, over your family, the Holy Spirit will mind, remind you. Hearken to my word. It is not what you do. This is, this, it is what you do in seek in your heart. That's why you don't see breakthroughs in many, many people in the church today. That's why the church is dry. You shout amen. You shout nothing wrong with amen, but in your heart, it's dry bones. That's why, that's why we live in a culture where this, this, we want to, it's a competition. Even in church, who's got the biggest church? Who's, who drives the biggest car? Who's got the best clothes? None of those things matter to God. None of it. None of it. If you can teach your children that it's nice to have, but it is not all in all. Focus on what is more important. Because this world can give you pleasures. Your intellectual ability, your intellectual ability can get you a car. You don't need God for a car. Can get that house because you didn't actually trust God with the house. You went to Epsom. Or did you just go in and say, Epsom, I trust the Lord. I want that house. Absol will say, oh, okay, okay, okay. How much do you pay? Let's see your expenditure. Yeah, you can, get, you can get your house. But I can promise you, if the house did not come from God in your heart, why did you want that house? So that people, you can serve God in that house, or do you, do you, who do you serve? Who does your children serve in that house? What music are you playing? in that house what is being done and watched behind your doors in your house yes is God honored in that house in your life that's why God is not going to ask are you new apostolic old apostolic charismatic Pentecostal nothing he wants he wants to know did you accept my son as your personal Lord and Savior in your heart. Otherwise, you'll say, I don't know you. Yeah, but my parents taught me. My parents also taught me a lot of stuff. There's stuff I don't do. There's stuff I don't do. Because I learned there's better ways of doing certain things. Are you with me? Yeah. 
But when you do stuff in your heart, you'll see. It's like you can quickly see what is somebody's heart. Do you know that poor people can be the most selfish, stingy people? Yes. Because the problem being poor is when you get stuff, you hold on. That's a poor mentality. That's why when you have a car, a kariki, of a D, your mentality in your heart is poor. Keep it. You impress your friends and your, and your, and your. But when you die, when you're going to go through some trials and tribulations, your friends, they don't care what car you drive. They don't care where you live, in Platokloop or wherever, or in Delft, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. When people, we pray for people in this house for jobs, they get jobs. They don't honor God. The big as it is, it is because of your heart. If you can only see out of the perspective of God, Then you have people that God bless and they bless more and they honor God and, they, and you see how they... Are you with me? Are you with me? Serve the Lord with your heart. You'll see the pain that you have will, will go. The temptations that you have, you will overpower. You'll be, you'll be strong. I say to the Lord, I want to go once a month. I want to go somewhere. That's where I go drink because I give all day. So once a month, I will just, it costs thousands of rent to go. When we didn't have it, I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, my heart is, I want to go. Because I cannot teach you stuff that's not working in my life. Like I can't, yeah. I think we needed about 15,000 rand to go away for a weekend just to go sit in the presence of an anointed man of God so that I can just be filled again, my wife and I, so that we can. It's not your money. We have to believe God for it. Because what I preach, I must live. So we went. Before we went, my car broke down. It cost us 16,500 rand to fix it. You think I worry, I've got a son. Yeah, give me your car. Some people I can't ask for your car. Then I must go to work. Let's do this. There's some people you can't ask nothing. Nothing. They always tell you, ask for bread. They say, hey, you know, we only have two places. Don't you have electricity money? Hey, you know what? That's about tight, you. They always, you ask them next month, always tight. It's tight. It's tight. Next year, it will be tight. Tight. You always ask them how. Can you can you help me? Oh, yeah, you know, it's so so tough. Who, who knows of people like that? It's always tough in their life. Always. You ask them. Oh, you don't ask people, you always ask. But they always come ask you. If 
by the grace of God, we've never asked a cent from any pastor by the grace of God. Look at the numbers. To get the seven million, not one pastor. We didn't go to one pastor to ask for seven million rand to start the project. Not one pastor. Even when we broke out here, not one cent. We didn't ask one cent. If the Lord as your own then the year of it. We we didn't even ask you for a cent because it's not even. <laughs> it is just God. When your heart you will make sure that what you believe him for. That's why I look at you. Not all of you believe this man of God. Not all. But the ones that have believed, just look at their lives. Just look. Just look at their lives. Just look at them. That truly believe, just look at them. Just look at them. Just look how far God will still take them. Just watch them. Watch their lives. Just look at them. Are you with me? Just to show you that do not do not put your trust in men, your work. Don't. They can tell you tomorrow it's over. It's done. So we left. I said, one of my son's daughters, my car is broken. I said, sort it out. So they sorted out. Ask them what I asked them when I came back. How much do I owe you? They gave the amount. I, I told my wife, transfer the amount. Transfer the amount. What am I teaching you, son? You're a young Christian, teaching you, take this word, put it in your heart. You find out what God says to do it. The longer you take, son, to do what God says, the stonier your heart becomes. It goes back to that, that state because you are not listening to God. You are not doing what God says. So what happens is your heart becomes, it goes back to that because you don't maintain it. You don't look after it. Amen? Were you blessed this morning? So, so you're going to see how your life will just, it just elevate, it just grow. People say, hey, but I don't know how to but or is it a job and who does that? How is this? What are you doing? And it's not you locking yourself up for, for 10 days in the room alone. Before I take my seat, let me speak about Fasting quickly. I'm done. Why do you fast? Why? If you fast, why do you fast? Can somebody answer me? Why do you fast? Why? Why does the Bible instruct us to fast? Why? Huh? Yes. Say again. Certain things can only be done through fasting and praying. True, but that's to do stuff. But why do you fast? Why? What's the reason? Is it just to get stuff done? Why do you fast? Why do we fast? Why does the Bible say fast? 
can pray why so that you can hear from god okay that's you want something from god you want to hear from god you want stuff to do i'm going to shock you that's not why we fast why do we fast yeah but you want stuff from god now again but god must change you as a person first you, you want stuff from god we don't fast to get stuff from god that's my point and i'm glad that you answered i want you to answer but we never fast to make god do anything to make me clean to make me whole to make me we don't fast for that why do we fast God. Correct. We fast to afflict, to humble ourselves before Him. I come to a place where the condition of my heart is an expression of. It is not to ask Him to do stuff. When God speaks, Jesus says, "This kind will know." He says, "The condition of your heart, you have not humble, afflicted yourself to get to a point where you understand that the driving even out of demons is not your own power. You come to a place of humility where you say, 'I cannot do this. I can do nothing without you.' That's why you first fast in your heart from sin." First do what? You fast from your heart. I promise you the moment the moment you take that step in humbling yourself God responds in watching. His response is just let me watch my child. That's why sometimes you fast yourself, you don't feel anything. Nothing happens, nothing. God is just watching. But now you gain God's attention. Say no, say attention. When you fast, God's way. Your heart, your heart of fasting, is in explained in, in, in Isaiah. The type of fasting. That's why, as I end off. My heart bleeds for people sitting in church going to hell. It bleeds. I am afraid. The Lord opened this thing to me like a subang. That's a city. But because of bitterness in your heart and faking it, the Lord will say, "I don't know you." That is a bitter that nooit for me moet sien. That's why I ask for mercy every day. And now the Lord has helped me not to do the sin that so easily beset me in the past. Now I don't hunger after that. I just want to be. Even if I don't come preach, I don't want. I want to be. This is the place that God has me every Sunday, unless I have an assignment. Why do so many people stay out of church so easily? 
you got a, a thing going on, you got, but, but there is, you have an assignment, you come to learn, you see what, what must be done. I will never tell you stuff that I didn't do. I left my work because my assignment was up. I didn't know where I will get money. But before I did that, I spent time with God. I prayed because there was a lot of challenges. I don't preach for money. <laughs> Some of you that don't know me won't know. I have never preached for money. Don't just work for money. Lord, what is the assignment that you have for me with this money? Don't just live to survive. Some of you have been, God has been so good to you. That some of your family never served God, they serve God now. You are less in church now. Doing your own thing. The devil is not done with you yet. Watch it. You're going to come cry. I will remind you. You did not have place for God. Now you're crying. Yes. Some of your children was far. They came close. You do nothing for Christ. You will come and cry again. When you come to me, I will remind you. I never saw you here. You ask for work. God gave work you are not a tither now you are crying because you lost your business you lost your job I will remind you these messages people don't want to preach but believe it or not there are people that want to hear the truth they want to they want to they want to see then the power of God after they make that swap and they change and they see the power of God why didn't somebody preach this to me? They look at your etkes clearer. But you rob God. Serve God with your heart. The things that I say is because I love you and I want to see oh, you yes. fulfill your God given destiny being fulfilled oh, yes. in Jesus mighty name 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 Father show mercy on us today Father, show mercy on us today. Father, show mercy on us today. Forgive me. Forgive me. Of my sin. Of my sin. Forgive me. Forgive me. That my heart. That my heart. Is not your heart. Is not your heart. Forgive me. Forgive me. For allowing. For allowing. For giving Satan in my room in my heart. Giving Satan room in my heart. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. I want to honor you in my heart today. I want to honor you in my heart today. I want to live for you. I want to live for you. Show mercy on me today. Show mercy on me today. In my heart. In my heart. 
I want to serve you. I want to serve you. I want to worship you. I want to worship you. I want to live for you. I want to live for you. I want to praise you. I want to praise you. In my heart. In my heart. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. I return to you. 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 Everything in my heart. Everything that is in my heart. I return to you. I return to you. Bless me this day, Lord. Bless me this day, Lord. Bless me this day, Lord. Bless my family, Lord. Bless my family, Lord. Change my heart, Lord. Change my heart. Touch my heart, Lord. Touch my heart, Lord. Through your word. Through your word. Through your spirit. Through your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Anything. Anything. That came into my heart. That came into my heart. Willingly. Willingly. Unwillingly. Unwillingly. I say no. I say no. Any door. Any door. That I've opened. That I have opened. I say out. I say out. Satan can only come into your life through the doors that open. Amen. He can only come into your life through the doors that you've opened. Amen. Right now, start to pray and say, Lord, I close every door. Lord, I close every door. Every door. Every door. Every, every door. door. Every door in my heart, Lord. Every door that I've opened. Lord, I close every door. If it was through money. Every door. If it's through fame. If it was through money. Through fame. It, through fame. Through power. Through power. I close those doors. If it's through disappointments, if it's through disappointments, hurts, hurts. I say no. I say no. If it's through sin, if it's through sin, I say no. I say no. In Jesus' mighty name. I in pray. Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Speak to God. Speak to God. Speak to God. Father, in the name of Jesus. Speak to God. Any door, Lord. Any, any door. door in my life, Lord, that I have opened willingly or unwillingly, Lord. I say no right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help me to close those doors. Spirit of God, help me to close those doors in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me to close doors in my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for forgiving me. For forgiving me. For touching me. For touching me. Fill my heart. Fill my heart. Heal my heart. Fill my heart. Restore my heart. Restore my heart. Heal my heart. Heal my heart. Restore my heart. Restore my heart. From this moment. From this moment. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness. Thank God. For your mercy. Thank you for healing our hearts. Thank God. Thank you for touching our hearts. Thank God. Thank you that our hearts belong to you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you for a new heart. Thank you for creating a steadfast heart within me, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for my heart. Lord, thank you for your treasures in my heart. Lord, I thank you for my heart. Thank you for purifying my heart. In thank Jesus you for giving me a holy heart. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, now, please listen to me today. Read the word. Amen. Ask the Holy Spirit to make the word of God alive in your heart day by day by day. Before you go to sleep, read the word. Amen. Read the scripture. Amen. And say, Holy Spirit, make this word alive in my heart. Amen. Amen. When you read it, say, Holy Spirit, make this word 
Let me keep your word in my heart. Let me keep your word in my heart. That I will not sin against you. That I will not sin against you. Keep the word in your heart. Keep the word in my heart. That I will not sin against you. That I will not sin against you, Lord. You'll see the change start to happen in your life. Amen. Yeah? You'll Amen. See the change in your life. Now the Lord has given you how do you maintain what God has done today in your life? You obey the word. Amen. You do what? Obey the word. Obey the word. Obey the word. You can now see there's a new power coming on you when you want to do the wrong thing, what you used to do. The Holy Spirit will remind you. When He reminds you, obey. Obey. Amen. Don't do that thing again. Amen. You're going to see there's fresh power and fresh liberty. Amen. So that when you speak to God, you just you, you feel His power. Amen. You know that something has changed. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name we in pray. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name in we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Give God some praise in this place. Today. Hallelujah.